Hello, hello. This is Vogue Stories, audiobooks by Kathy Colas. It's a short one today. Episode 2 of Madame Cruller's Couch and Other Dark and Bizarre Tales by Elizabeth Massey. Today's story is Lucky and Pooptail. A pony and a steer have had enough of their arrogant owners and decide to take the bull by the horns, so to speak. Stay tuned till the end of our show today because I want some feedback from you. So listen for the link to message me. Lucky and Pooptail Lucky and Pooptail lived in a small, muddy, barnside corral on the farm belonging to one Mr. Benjamin McPherson, a self-proclaimed 79-year-old gentleman farmer who knew little about being a gentleman and even less about farming. McPherson was retired from some high-ranking job in the oil industry and had decided to move his wife, Maybelline, out of the city to a place where they could see the sky and live off the land, or rather, live off their bloated bank account. Benjamin had found a 110-acre plot with a huge 1849-era plantation house, and he and Maybelline proceeded to turn it into their unique vision of country chic. They remodeled the house with new faux brick siding, white columns out front, and custom-made stained-glass windows, showing various scenes from the Bible. Though they were not believers, Benjamin did so enjoy the bloody drama that came with religion. The couple converted the spring house into a spa for Maybelline and her wealthy friends. They had an Olympic-sized pool and tennis court installed and, last but not least, erected electrified fencing around the property to keep out the riffraff nearby, which consisted primarily of old folks at the neighboring Healthy Hearth nursing home, where old hippies went to die. The McPhersons invited their acquaintances out to the farm every weekend, and the acquaintances who loved barbecuing came in droves. Of course, the McPherson 60-year-old son, Alfred, and his wife, Judy June, were not pleased with the waste of what Alfred believed was his rightful inheritance. They visited every other day, hoping to find the couple had drowned in the pool or gone soft in the head so they could take over. But it wasn't happening. Lucky, a gray Shetland pony, and Pooptail, a six-month-old Angus steer, had been purchased by McPherson at a livestock auction two counties over. They joined the five chickens and pair of goats the McPhersons had collected to give the place a proper air of farmery. Unfortunately, neither husband nor wife knew how to care for animals. And things in the corral and around the barn got nasty pretty quickly. Lucky rubbed her itching backside against the corral's rough wooden fencing and looked over at Pooptail, who stood on the side of the corral where the barn cast a bit of cooling shade. Flies hummed around his face and his poopy tail. I hate this place, Lucky said. Why couldn't the family with the kids win my auction? They were all so cute, so hopeful. I do love children. Fuck it, said Pooptail. We can't just stay here and let these human assholes kill us. How long have we been stuck in this muddy shit pit? I can feel my hooves rotting out from under me. And I'm so hungry, said Lucky. 
We've eaten all the grass we can reach through the fence. Maybelline forgets to feed us more often than not, and it's almost always moldy hay from the barn. We can't eat that. It will make us sick. Nope. Can't eat moldy hay, said Pooptail. He huffed and stomped. Flies flew up and landed back on his tail. I'm thirsty, too. The water trough is nearly empty and would be if it wasn't for the rain last night. Pooptail sniffed and sneezed. How much you weigh, Lucky? Lucky tilted her head. Her bushy, uncombed mane flopped. I have no idea. Why? In my case, people like to keep track of how much cattle weighs, beef prices and all. Oh, you think that's what the McPhersons bought you for? For beef? Possibly. They'll give me a good couple of months and send me down to the slaughterhouse. How awful! But back to my original point, figuring I've dropped maybe 50, 60 pounds since coming here. I'm just over 800 pounds. I guess you're what, 400, 450? I don't know. I bet a total of 1,200 pounds could knock down the fencing around this fucking corral. Maybe. Maybe? Maybe, Lucky? Do we want to just wait here to starve to death? Do I want to wait and become part of their weekend barbecue? Oh, of course not, said Lucky. She pushed against the railing again, digging at the itch. Are you game? Where will we go if we get out? Who the hell cares, Lucky? Lucky shook her head. I just get really nervous is all. When I was a foal, a bear came into our pasture and my mom kicked it till it ran away. It was really scary. There might be bears where we go. Well, at least you had a pasture. Well, yes. Stick with me, kid. We'll be fine. And so the two began to ram the railing. Whack-a-whack-a-whack. The board shuddered and creaked. Whack-a-whack-a-whack. The noise drew the chickens to the wire mesh that surrounded their adjacent enclosure. They stared out with tiny, curious eyes. The nearby goats, permanently tied to long ropes and a metal post in the ground, pulled against their restraints to see what was up. Whack-a-whack-a-whack! Yet, after ten solid minutes of whacking, the only thing that had given way was a board near the bottom of the fence. Splintered and snapped, it swung free and down on one nail. It was enough for Lucky and Pooptail to reach grass a little further from the corral, but not enough for an escape. Now what? asked Lucky, grass dangling from her lips. We're stuck here forever, aren't we? Pooptail paced back and forth through the mud. Shut up. Give me time. I have to think this through. In the middle of his pacing, Maybelline McPherson appeared at the corral. She poked her blue, eye-shadowed face over the fence, tossed in a handful of molded hay, and laughed her cut-your-ears-to-shreds laugh. Look at you, cute little cow, walking back and forth there. I would just hug you if you weren't so dirty and smelly. Pooptail cast Lucky a disgusted look. Maybelline didn't know the difference between a cow and a steer. Idiot. You're just like my Benny boy when he's working on his novel, cooed Maybelline.
He walks back and forth, back and forth over our lovely oriental carpeting. His novel will be a bestseller. Just wait. But until then, it's back and forth, back and forth wearing down the carpet. Are you writing a book too, little cow? Pooptail turned his back on Maybelline. He flicked his tail as hard as he could and a nice chunk of moist poop flew out in her direction. Sadly, it missed. Oh, before I forget, said Maybelline. She put her hand in the pocket of her designer tunic and brought out a crinkly plastic bag. How about some delicious treats? She dumped little scraps into the water buckets. Yummy shrimp tails and some carrot tops, left over from our dinner last night. Mmm. Lucky and Poop Tail wrinkled their noses. We'll be good now, said Maybelline. She turned and hiked back to the house on the hill on her fancy cane, skirting the tethered goats because she never wanted them in the first place and was afraid of their horns. Lucky and Poop Tail ate the carrot tops. Now what? asked Lucky. Shut up and stick with me, repeated Pooptail. I'll think of something. The McPherson's weekend barbecue was an unusually loud one. The guests began arriving before sunset, and Lucky and Pooptail could hear them up on the hill, laughing and shouting around the Olympic-sized pool with live music playing on the lawn. Every once in a while, the sound of shotgun firing cut through the music. Either Benjamin was getting rid of groundhogs, or he'd set up a skeet-shooting range behind his house, one Maybelline had mentioned on her most recent barn visit. The humans were having a grand time, playing and singing and eating thick steaks off the grill. And the goats, the chickens, Lucky and Pooptail, were starving in the muck and the mud in and around the barn. Now what? asked Lucky. Pooptail shook his head. Seriously, do you have to keep asking me that? Well, said Lucky. I'm thinking, said Pooptail. Okay. And then Pooptail said, I have an idea. Yes? asked Lucky. Well, what is it? Cool your jets, said Pooptail, and listen up. As always the case during a McPherson party, the guests on the hill wandered down to the barn area to have a look at the animals. They were both fascinated and repulsed by the goats, chickens, pony, and young steer, laughing and holding their noses. They were like city kids at a petting zoo, daring each other to touch the animals and then shrieking when one of the animals winked or snorted. Benjamin and Maybelline yammered on about how they rescued the poor creatures from fates worse than death. Such as adoption by a sweet family with kids, Lucky thought, and how grateful the animals were for their new home. I think we'll train the goats to pull carts someday, said Maybelline, pointing to the two goats who were flat out on the ground due to exhaustion and sun exposure. She was a little wobbly on her cane from a few too many drinks. Then you can all bring your grandchildren out one afternoon for some fun. The goats rolled their weary eyes in the direction of the crowd, but didn't try to get up. The potiers nodded and said that was a fine idea. And the chickens, said Benjamin, leading everyone over to the enclosed pen. Aren't they absolutely charming? Indeed, 
said a drunk elderly woman with bright red hair. The chickens are far from charming. They're dying, Pooptail wished he could shout. Then, of course, the McPhersons led everyone over to the corral. As they approached, noses wrinkled and mouths pursed. But then again, the McPhersons knew nothing about mucking or fresh bedding or care of livestock. And here, said Benjamin, are our favorites, a sweet little cow and sweet little pony. They smell quite ripe, said an old man. Animal stink, said Benjamin. Nothing we can do about that. <laughs> I'd like to ride that pony, said the red-haired drunk. There it was, Pooptail's plan falling into place. Maybelline unlatched the gate and snapped her fingers. Come here, pony. Normally, Lucky would refuse to come here, to give a pottier a ride, and Maybelline would give up and turn the guest's attention elsewhere. Tonight, though, Lucky followed Pooptail's instructions. She waded through the mud to the gate. Surprised and pleased, Maybelline slid the gate and led Lucky from the corral. She tied a rope to Lucky's halter. Several guests, some of them dreadfully overweight, took turns riding Lucky in a little circle as Benjamin held the end of the rope. Round and round and round. Lucky glanced at Pooptail, and Pooptail gave her an encouraging nod. At last it was done. Lucky was put back into the corral, and the McPherson's guests made their way back up to the house. And nobody had noticed that when Maybelline had tried to slide the wooden plank back into place to latch the gate, it wouldn't go all the way through. While the partiers were tormenting Lucky, Pooptail had picked up some of the foul hay and stuffed it into the slot. And Maybelline, fairly well inebriated, figured it was shut well enough. According to Alfred and Judy June, whom Lucky and Pooptail had heard numerous times yelling at one another as they drove their convertible in and out from their visits to the farm, Benjamin and Maybelline napped in the afternoons. Solid naps that were nearly impossible to rouse them from. Because of this, Alfred and Judy June had begun scheduling their visits around dinner time, which didn't suit them at all because they liked to be back in the city before the rush hour. But still they came, hopeful for some bad news about the old folks. Hopeful to find them dead, or at the very least showing major signs of incompetence. The day after the most recent party, once the sun had begun its western decline, around 2 p.m., Pooptail nosed the corral gate open. He and Lucky stepped out into freedom, the first time since their captivity. They paused to graze on some fresh grass for a few minutes before heading up to the house. Hang in there, Pooptail told the chickens and goats. We're doing this for all of us. It's the best plan ever. As was expected, the yard and the house were as neat as a pen. Following every barbecue, the McPhersons paid a crew to come in and tidy up. Pooptail and Lucky had seen the inside-outside maintenance company vehicles driving in and out every weekend which meant the pony and the young steer had a clean slate on which to work. Though 1,200 pounds hadn't been enough to knock down the corral fence, it was more than enough to punch a solid hole through the screen door around the back of the house. Didn't make much noise, either. 
And so, as Benjamin and Maybelline snored somewhere upstairs, Lucky and Pooptail decorated the downstairs. The kitchen, living room, den, parlor, dining room, and two lovely bathrooms. By pooping thick clots of watery dung on the rugs and chairs, dragging their muddy hooves here and there, chewing down the draperies, pulling mirrors and paintings from the walls to step on and shatter. Lucky used her forehead and drew some abstract images on the walls with her shit. Looked pretty good, too, not unlike some of the framed masterpieces they destroyed. Pooptail managed to pull the refrigerator door open with his teeth and dump out the slabs of pork and beef the McPhersons had planned for some upcoming meal. That would have been me, Pooptail said as he nudged a wrapped London broil with his hoof. I hate this place, said Lucky. With a final pissing on the oriental runner in the front hall, Lucky and Pooptail made their way back out the broken screen door and down to the barn. Now we wait, Pooptail said to the goats and chickens. As was expected, Alfred and Judy June cruised up the winding driveway as daylight was beginning to fade. The convertible top was down, and as they passed the barn, Alfred was heard saying, Let's make this quick. We don't want to be late to the concert. Pooptail looked at Lucky. He winked. As it was, Maybelline and Benjamin awakened soon after Pooptail and Lucky left the house. They had started down the grand stairway when Maybelline saw the befouled scene below her. She shrieked and stumbled, grabbed for Benjamin, and both of them fell, thump the thump the thump down the flight. Both broke their backs in different places. Maybelline, who no longer could breathe, expired soon after. Benjamin lay in a heap, unable to move his legs, alternately weeping and cursing. Alfred and Judy June discovered the old couple at the bottom of the stairs, and a house overrun with animal feces, urine, filth, shit paintings, and trashed furniture. This wasn't quite how Alfred had imagined it would go, but it was certainly enough to convince the sheriff, local adult service protection workers, and animal protection personnel that Benjamin wasn't capable of managing his own affairs anymore. Alfred was granted a temporary deputyship over his father, presented by the Court of Protection. He hoped to gain a permanent one soon. Off went Benjamin McPherson to Healthy Hearth Nursing Home, where the employees sometimes forgot to feed him on time, and there was not a tasty London broil or slab of steak on the menu. Lucky Pooptail, the goats and the chickens, on the other hand, found themselves in a circumstance better than they could have hoped. There you go, said Cindy, a healthy hearth nursing assistant, as she secured a big pink flower in Lucky's mane. You look just like a princess. The other nursing assistants, who were gathered in the facility's backyard, nodded enthusiastically. Lucky stood a little taller, feeling good. She glanced over at Pooptail, who had likewise been washed and scrubbed and seemed like a new steer altogether. The goats had been cleaned and groomed as well. The chickens had been bathed and dusted for mites, and each now had a tiny colorful ribbon around her neck. Oh, the patients will love you, said Cindy. All you have to do is let them pet you and let us care for you. That sound like a plan? 
And so, the newly acquired companion animals, rescued from the farm of one Benjamin McPherson and his wife Maybelline, were led inside the nursing home to meet their fans. And yes, it was the best plan ever. And there you have it. You've been listening to Episode 2 of Madam Cruller's Couch and Other Dark and Bizarre Tales by Elizabeth Massey. Don't forget, on Wednesday, we have Episode 2 of Anne of Avonlea by Lucy Maud Montgomery. It's always fun to figure out what that Anne girl is going to do next. This week, I've got a special ask for you guys. I want you to tell me what you want to hear. I've got all kinds of books. Let me know. This podcast is for you, so I want to hear from you. You can message me on Facebook. Just look for Kathy Colas, C-A-T-H-I-C-O-L-A-S. Same thing with LinkedIn, Twitter, and Instagram. Hit me up on any of those platforms. C-A-T-H-I, yes, it's Kathy with an I, C-O-L-A-S, like lots of colas. I can't wait to hear from you, and I'll see you on Wednesday.